0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Look for The Whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hello and welcome to footballistically Arsenal on this glorious post-North London derby Monday evening. Um, 48 hours on. Time to... Uh, we don't like to go into a league with our analysis. We like to let, let it simmer. Think about it for a couple of days and then do a podcast. Some podcasts go straight after the game, you know. It's just too quick a reaction. You got to wait for a bit and then, then you get the absolute expert uh, verdict from me, Boyd Hilton, psychic, psychic Josh Landy, in his magnificent Soho house style office, and today's very special regular guest, Jeff Arsenal, with a magnificent Arsenal backdrop to his Zoom, his Zoom uh, call. Thank Hi, you. Yeah,
2: how, how are you doing?
1: Very good. Excellent. Who couldn't, you couldn't be, I mean, I'm sure I'll come with some pessimistic question later on just for the sake of it, but it doesn't get much better than this, does it? A uh, truly a fabulous day on Saturday. Um, Josh was there. Josh, I saw you Instagramming some, were you with some clients getting involved on the old, uh, on the pitch, getting interviewed, chatting about the game beforehand?
0: I was there with William, William Gallas, who who is a William client. Gallas legend. Yeah, he of course played for both Arsenal and Spurs, which puts him in a fairly small category of uh, of players. And he was there for Premier League Productions, which is the feed that goes all around the world. So he was speaking to the uh, different media ahead of the game. So you know be in sport and dutch tv and icelandic tv and vietnamese tv and malaysian tv but it was really interesting because it meant i got to the ground about 10 o'clock and you know i'm not usually at the game two and a half hours before and then in the media center and pitch side and the first thing he did was arsenal tv with adrian clark who promised to come back on this podcast uh, um recently and it was agents so really on another podcast
1: now agents on the
0: uh on the other one of course yeah we've they lost him on. we've lost him we were there well, first but you know we, we don't we I don't also- decry him I bumped into James Ollie and Sammy Mockbell, people we we haven't oh, had for far too long, who all said they'll they'll come back on. Which um, is a kick up we made them, Josh. To, we made them what so, they are. So today.
2: you were networking,
0: Josh, really, wasn't you? You, you basically you it was a big social. Um, Jeff, sort sort of whole life is one out big out. networking session. <laughs> Boy, says the guy, who, why we're recording at <laughs> quarter to ten at night because you've been out doing some kind of socialising, you hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, was screening.
1: I wasn't socializing but anyway
0: well, it um, was it was really interesting i have to say yeah i um, thoroughly really enjoyed it and you sort of see just what an operation it is on a match day any match day not to mention the attention that comes on a north london derby day. but it, it was great and uh you can see why the why the food is uh Uh, Always raved about by the media, an excellent spread. I mean, full English basically was going on there at ten o'clock in the morning. Journalists really tucking into their hash browns and sausages and and eggs, and then at halftime there was fish and chips. Boy, can you believe fish and chips were being served? So beautiful. You know what? Do you know what? You get fish and chips on club level in in, and
1: it's the best. I have to say, obviously, I've I've gone on about the uh, the clunky veggie burger for years and the the overpriced your offering but the fish and chips is good actually fish and chips is reliably good on club level so uh I, whenever we when we we had a lovely brunch breakfast situation before the game that Derma organized this week um that was lovely obviously it meant we had our last minute dash. You got there at 10 a.m I got there at three minutes past um uh, tw- uh tw- thirty three three minutes into the game we always we always have a panic no matter how early we meet before a game for a meal, we always have a panic to get there. But credit to my Adley driver. I booked an Adley car. This is fascinating stuff for the listeners, but I I do want to shout out to the Adley driver, in case he's listening, because he got us right almost on the right there, as close as you can get to the Emirates, um, uh, down the Holloway Road, et cetera. And and, and we only missed three minutes of the game. So that was kind of semi miraculous because we left very late to get to the game. Right.
0: There yeah. you go. So you got your snails or whatever you usually get when you go for your yeah uh, yeah. I had hash
1: browns as well. We had hash browns as well. funny enough it was delicious, delicious breakfast. Well, we um, had opposite
0: experience. I had two and a half hours more of enjoyment. Yeah, I would say. Out of the yeah, day. But Josh, Josh, where, where, did where were you in the
2: VIP seats or something, or were you with the great? Unboxed? No,
0: I I was sat in a a, a media seat, effectively. Right behind the Tottenham bench, pretty much, um, is about as close to the uh, tunnel as I, as I possibly could have been. So I had Des Kelly, who obviously was doing the reporting role for BT, sat right in front of me, um, who I assume was coming in and out occasionally. I think they'd go to him very occasionally. I mean, I've got to tell you, when Tottenham looked like they were about to do five subs in a row and Arsenal had two subs ready to come on, I've never seen grown men look so flustered. You've got one guy from the Premier League who's trying to liaise with the fourth official, who's then trying to tell the media, who are trying to write down what substitutes were. And then Conte pulled, I think it was Brian Hill, back. So he wasn't doing five. And it, it was quite amusing just to watch yeah. them running around like mad, trying to keep across what was at one point going to be seven substitutions at the same time. Alas, are you even allowed a lot to... to enjoy.
1: Are you allowed to do five substitutions at the same time? You, you are, and it... it has been done oh, okay. once.
0: Previously, I believe, wow. um, in, in the Premier League. So yeah, oh. it's um So you got to you see so. you but, oh, sorry, that,
2: that, that was when he slung the towel in, but we will no doubt we'll
1: get to that, won't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, absolutely. that. what I, I agree that, When you make four substitutions in that situation, you're basically, yeah, oh, fuck it. it's like we've got a Champions yeah. League game in the week, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, screw this. But so, did you, you got to kind of witness um, uh, the manager Conte in close proximity? Yeah, like you got to see how furious he was when the penalty decision went, sorry, when the um, sending off happened. Emerson Royal did you got to see him being furious about that etc Ab-
0: absolutely yeah it's really it does offer you something different look i love block 12 uh, in the back yeah. row but i it, it's something very different to be sort of at the at the heartbeat of it and keeping an eye on conte and the constant harassment of the fourth official by Different members of the coaching team—they're all just taking turns. Ryan Mason will go up, and then I, I don't, to be honest, know the names of the other Tottenham assistant coaches. But they're just taking turns to be in the ear, and then obviously you've got, you know, some of some of the Arsenal coaching staff doing the same. Just just up and down, up and down. Um, I think once it got to three-one, there was sort of a—he uh, was getting a bit of. banter let's call it from the crowd Antonio Conte he did he did give some half smiles back I think when he knew the game was when he knew the game was up and he was still moaning about decisions where you know clearly there was nothing to be changed in the game so yeah I had a a great a great experience and Arsenal did everything with class. and I should give a thank you to to Arsenal and um uh, appreciative one because they were really helpful with William Gallus. Had his, his kids come over for the game, and Arsenal couldn't have done more to make them feel welcome and, and accommodating as well. And he sat and enjoyed the game with them. And, and William, actually, he was doing an interview today, which I was also sitting in on, and, and he could not believe the atmosphere. He, he just thought this was incredible. And he was he was talking about how he was thinking back to the derbies he played in. And was he so involved in the derby that maybe he didn't appreciate what the atmosphere was, was quite like? And there were some memorable ones t- during his time. But I, I was saying to him that actually you know, it, this atmosphere is something different. And, you know, mm. there is a song before the game. We've got the... Um, you know, block 24, 25 area, Ashburton yeah. army, that's so loud. Uh, he couldn't believe it. So it was, it was interesting. Someone who hadn't been in the stadium mm. for a while experience
1: it. It is interesting, isn't it, Jeff? Because talking of the atmosphere, um, because it's something that the club has actually worked on deliberately, isn't it? Like it's not, this is yeah. no accident. I mean, part of it's difficult because it's, it's partly the, the team's doing brilliantly at the moment this season, obviously, but, and so everyone's in a good mood and the atmosphere is going to be good, but, Actually, the Ashburton Army in particular, and that whole giving them a whole section of the ground and that organisation that that involved, which I think the club's been involved with, it's a real yeah. it's a real triumph, isn't it? It, just shows, it shows you you can because it definitely was an issue. Definitely, like people t- took the piss out of the atmosphere at Arsenal, oh, and you know, but not anymore. Now it it's really uh, it's really brilliant, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's not like it's not a library anymore, that's for sure. But like you say, um, the, the the stuff on the pitch has, has really beefed it up a little bit. We've got something to cheer about now and everyone's bought into it so that has made the the, the atmosphere so much better and it is a, a, yeah. a dramatic change from from 2 years ago it's it's amazing isn't it
1: yeah. Apparently, the um the band of of, the, of the, that play you know music there were were got themselves at Highbury, to Roundabout before the game as well. Were kind of were moved on by police. I heard. Um, they're just an absolute phenomenon. Um, thanks for itself. clarifying
0: that you heard because you were too busy with your snails in the restaurant till about two minutes. Yeah. Well, the, it as it the Adley was clothes. going past. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You didn't yeah. even and have to fish tell and us chip- it was an Adley. We knew. We knew. We knew. And
2: your fish and chips for nineteen
1: quid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bargain. Um, Jeff. The other thing to say is even at yes. full time, I, I went pitch yes. side again as William did a couple oh, of interviews. So lucky. Oh the it, I really Love did this. enjoy it. But the it's what brilliant. I was gonna yeah, say is the amount of people that were staying in the stadium. I don't know what you two did, but you know, people really stayed. Yeah. I saw Peter, the the DJ, as well in the media centre, and Nigel Mitchell, uh, lo- loads of people, massive social. But Peter, the yeah. DJ, you know, playing the Granite Xhaka song straight after the yeah, game brilliant. so that he could get those moments. He's having a really important role in the atmosphere at the stadium as well, and... There were, yeah it, that was also lovely did you stay in your seat Boyd, for quite a while
1: after yeah yeah for a while yeah then they played the they played the Saliba song was cool as well didn't they um yes. and yeah. yeah I watched I noticed it was um I think it was Odegaard and uh, one other player who really stayed out there like to the last minute kind of milking it quite rightly milking it milking the uh, brilliance of the whole thing um for sure yeah no we, we we sat and marveled at it for quite a while yeah it was fantastic Jeff, were you there just bathing in the glory of the moment?
2: I always, I, we, we unfortunately we do have to get away sharply afterwards. To,
1: to oh, here the, we go. The,
2: the daughter up, and so we do miss a lot of the good yeah. stuff at the end of the game. You know, all we know, I, I only I, I, I stay to the whistle, and then bang, we're straight away. You know, that's
1: all you can ask for. Yeah, that's all. You, that's yeah. fine. Other thing, before we get into the actual um, game, uh, there were some other things I wanted to mention, which is that um, did you notice the ball boy? He was he was probably the opposite side from you, um, Josh. The ball boy who's kind of like in the middle of the side um, uh, yeah. of the kind of east, uh, just below us basically, where we where we are. Um, he was absolutely brilliant. He was a legendary figure because he would not give the ball back to Spurs players throughout the match. And to the point where at one point in the second half, one of the Spurs players had to wrestle the ball from this kid, this little kid. And he got the ball back for him. And the little kid did like a jig, like a dance of joy. He was like, like, like a kind of urchin, you know, kind of from from Oliver Twist or something. This little this little boy he could have been couldn't have been older than 10. And he was so funny. And kind of, and at the end of the game, everyone was like gave give him a massive applause. for being this this kind of massive Arsenal fan who wouldn't let the first place have the ball. And he'd just jumping up and down, bathing in the whole thing. Now, I just hope the club hasn't sacked him this morning in case anyone noticed. Because obviously, it's against them. You are supposed to give the ball
0: back to
1: the the opposing players. But he was fantastic. This
0: this uh, is uh, brilliant so far. We've had... Yeah, I mean, we've had snails as a reference, Alison Lees, yeah. and now Oliver Twist analogies. Yeah. This is why people yeah. come to this podcast, yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> uh, we should we should be charging. That's the next stage um, well, that we, oh, uh, yeah. we can go Same. for. Patreon. No, I'm joking. We're not going to do that. Um, I-, I didn't have a clue that that had happened. The, the one uh-huh. disadvantage of that kind of seat that I had is you are so low down. To be honest so yeah um wouldn't have had a good visibility did you notice this jeff this ball,
2: ball? no i didn't i've got to be honest with you but you know i i, I applaud it because it's about time i mean it, 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 i think the, the culture is changing at the club now there's a bit more s housery going on uh yes all you over can say shit, the,
1: J- jeff
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah i know this is a very very you know polite podcast we should say no so, there's not. there's not. not. There's not too much. There's not too much swearing goes on, to, uh, like others. But anyway, I mean, I, I, so I love that. I love all that. You know, it's about time we do. We did We we're getting involved yeah. on the pitch now. We we had that soft underbelly for many many years, mm. and I'm I'm, I'm I'm so pleased it's changing.
1: Exactly. You're right. Yeah. They, the, the the ball boy, the, the difficult ball boy, is the symbol of the how oh, much tougher attitude, <laughs> indeed, as you say, um, all round. It's fantastic. Oh, as for the game itself, anything else you want to say? I'm I, interesting point about not seeing much of the game from from when you're that close to the pitch, because you know the Watford manager was suspended, wasn't he? He was talking about how he quite likes watching half the game from the stand. George Graham, back in the day, lots of things reminded... This game particularly reminded me of the glory days of George Graham. Jeff and I are old enough to remember. yeah. Um, but I used to sit quite a lot very near him. I don't know how I got those tickets, but somehow I ended up often sitting, like, you know, behind him or just kind of close there. And he you used pay to George some money regularly. in a brown envelope. Is that how you got the tickets? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I did secretly. Yeah, no. that wasn't me. Um, but George always used to, say, to sit in the f- entire first half up in the stand. And then he'd come yeah. down to the bench for the second half. Do you remember
2: that? I'll tell you where you got them from, Boyd. From Stan Flashman. Honestly, Stan Flashman had about (laughs) 40 seats in that block. Did he? Because I bought one myself from him, me me and the old man. Eventually, in the end, uh, when I got into the business, I wanted to move into the centre block, and that's the only way we could get them was paying. uh, It it wasn't too expensive at the time, but it was well worth it. Because like you said, I was about three rows behind George Graham. He used to sit in the director's box right in front of us, didn't he? I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah. in the yeah. East End, wasn't it? In the yes, East End. Yeah. Yeah, completely. We
1: digressed. But, but as we digressed, yeah. The actual game then. Um, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I love the fact that Granite Xhaka, Dermot was saying, Dermot O'Leary was saying that we should do a whole special episode just on the story of Granite Xhaka. And I know what oh, he my. means because it is an absolute extraordinary fairy tale situation now. And in, you see, he was man of the match, wasn't he, on BT Sport? And um, obviously, I recorded it and watched it when I got back home, the whole thing. And it was such a joy to see him, to see Granite Xhaka so happy. Um, and actually, and then um, Jesus gave him the ball and kind of took the piss out of him and so said, I can't believe you've won man of the match. And 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 granite said after seven years, and like I don't know if it's true. If he, but he, he himself seems to say that never been man of the match in seven years of the club until now, which maybe may be possible. Um, but he was it, the, the, just the the resurrection, the the Jesus like resurrection of granite shaka is unbelievable. This new life it has got, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah.
2: I, you know what, I, 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 I write notes every now and again and, and I, yeah. I, so I watch it back and watch the game. And I, 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 yeah. just, I wrote down, I said, Granit Xhaka, honestly, for me, he's the most improved footballer for Arsenal Football Club that I've seen ever from where he came from, wow. right? Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I thought he was gone. I thought he was out the door. I thought he, he was he was, he was never going to, you know, when he starts throwing armbands down and stuff like that, you know, I don't think there's any way back. But what a difference now you know and he's at the moment you know remember the last time I, I was on I said we, we, we've got to be looking to up the ceiling and replace granite jacker at the moment you did he's say irreplaceable. you he can't you know you've got to leave him in there for now and let him and let him run through it so so fair play to him I'll take my hat off to him and I, I, I would have to apologize because I' never thought he had it in him
1: yeah Get 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 in the message that you are apologising to granite. Yeah. I mean, none of us did really though, did we? I mean, no one. There's a couple of kind of hipster people who would say you're not you don't realise Jack is actually a really really good player, but it's he's he's changed where he plays, Josh, and you know, it, so it's, it's that's part of the whole thing. A lot of credit has to go to Arteta, doesn't it?
0: Let's go to Arteta, but it wasn't like he was in the wilderness right like Arsenal not managers not. have oh, consistently yeah. picked him and we, we and we go back to Arsene Wenger you know in in the, in in his first uh period of the, of the club so there has always been something about him where clearly you know the managers have, have wanted to trust and be that um Emery Wenger Arteta you know, I guess Lumber for that that brief period, um, but obviously him this season is you know well, it seems to you know stepped up a, a level unquestionably playing higher up the pitch. I think the last three seasons I read he didn't score more than a, a single goal in the Premier League. He's obviously already got two um, eight games in, uh, and also just had had more shots didn't he on Saturday he had a, a really good effort in the first half at trick wide end looks like he's being encouraged yep. to shoot and you you feel like there's more there's more goals to come and i think i said it on the on one of the last podcasts of of all the players who came out well of which there were several in the documentary there's a strong argument to say jaka came out you know more positively than than anyone so it's it's amazing to see and it feeds into this goodwill, positivity going around Arsenal at the moment and you know, we all just don't want it to stop right, you know, you worry that you have an international break and how do you come back off that Um, you know, some of the players travelling big distances and you know, I, I think I overheard, you know, some of the Tottenham players coming through that media tunnel, talking to some of the media. I don't know on off the record, so I'm not naming names, but there was definitely references to travel and the international uh, break not you know not going their way, as it were. So yeah, roll on the uh, roll on the next games.
1: Mm. I think we'll just stick on Jacker for a minute. I think he the point. It's interesting the point about um, the documentary All or Nothing because he did come across so well, and I, th- I think he just came across Jeffers, I think he's he's just like one of the more complicated part of the reason that the story is so incredible is because of how he was before and that and the sending off and the throwing down of the shirt and all of all of the stuff all the stuff all Arsenal fans know about him but it's almost like him being this flawed figure like he's a very human he comes across so human and i think a lot of players are very have a have a kind of Machine, don't know professionalism and they never yeah. say or do anything interesting at all i mean i did and that's the ideal really in a way the ideal of your of your player in premier league particularly at this level is that they're a machine isn't it and they don't really they yeah. divert at all from they, they do what they're supposed to do and they do it brilliantly and they keep doing it whereas Shaka is like a flawed individual human and i think that's what I, fa- I find fascinating about him i'd love to get to interview him whereas i think if you said to me now which Arsenal player would you like to interview more than any i think i'd say yeah. granite Shaka. he's just such an interesting character
2: Yeah, you know what? During that bad time, I I, I, I just think he because we we wasn't the best team in the world. We didn't have the the, the, the footballers that he's got round him now to help. And I just think he took too much on. He took it all personally. Mm. Yeah, he took too much yeah. on, and he was he was fucking his own game up you know, just for the sake of trying to help out the team. Uh, but now he's got them quality players around him. He can he can trust them. He can rely on them. Right. And he, yeah. he's allowed to wander up the pitch. And he looks so much better. He looks a different man. It's amazing. But he, And I've yeah. seen that when he plays for Switzerland. You see, you see, you, yes. see, you yes. know, and I've seen him play for some. I think, well, who is this guy? Because he doesn't play for Arsenal like that, you know. But now we can see it. And, um, you know, fair play to him, honestly. Brilliant. Great to see.
1: Yeah. There were lots of other candidates, weren't there, for Man of the Match, Josh? I mean, it could have been... One of three or four player Party he had an amazing game. The goal was astonishing. Taken 63, I think, attempts for him to um before he scored a goal like that. Um, <laughs> 65. 65, is it whatever? It, it's yeah. worth it in the end, because that was absolutely astonishing. And he had a brilliant game. I just thought he was like, that's that's what that's what we paid 50 million for, isn't it? And like you really at his best, he's just one of the best midfielders around. He just controlled the whole thing. It was just it fa- just fantastic all the way through. I thought Ben White had an amazing game, like really like just kind of spending it. He was f- seemed to be the one who kind of makes sure they will push up a lot and like kind of keep the ball, keep almost like starting out in midfield practically. Um, yeah. He was like you know playing like a, a right sided midfield player most of the game it was fantastic. Started off a lot of the attacks, um, and of course Jesus Zeus. I think he's just he just drives the whole thing doesn't he? I mean, literally, and, and Saka, I thought, had a brilliant game. Saka's dribbling, back to its best, just keeping hold of the ball, but really dangerous attacks. Um, it could have been all kinds of players man of the match, couldn't it, Josh?
0: It could, it could have been, and there was a worry during the international break about Thomas Partey and had he picked up some kind of mm. injury and you thought, oh, God, that, that majorly impacts how you feel going into the North London derby. So, once that was revealed not to be quite as serious as perhaps first thought and that he was going to Make it into the lineup. That felt a, a huge uh, factor in in ensuring that Arsenal were were going to the game feeling as as confident as they as they should on the back of their league form this season. But you're you're right, Gabriel Jesus. So and we've said it before: the step up that he gives us is unquestionable compared to the last couple of years. Saka did look dangerous and looked confident. Ian Wright gave huge. Uh, applaud it to Ben White in his match yeah. of a day analysis, and rightly so. Where where do you think at the moment, Jeff? If if one player did get injured, it would have the most impact. I I, I don't want to be a pessimist here, but I I don't know. It's um, to, to be honest, just yeah. worry.
2: Yeah, goalkeeper.
0: Oh, I was expecting goalkeeper that. You know, oh, interesting because um,
2: interesting. I, I'm not sure about the. Uh, what's his name? I don't know what his name is even. Uh, Turner turn that's correct i yeah. did
0: see that he went with rob holding to the nfl uh yesterday it Looked like they had a lovely time boyd were you invited oh, right. to that you get invited to most show was it
2: yeah yeah i'm not, not I'm the not. nfl no yeah no. I, i'm not a punter for that either to be honest with you but you know, that, that is the position um uh, that i think that we're, we're we're less you know you know less depth at you know um that i worry about because if ramsdale goes out of it and we've got to stick the lad in goal he's, I mean he, he's learning on the job as well isn't he, he don't, he's, he's not played he's not played a Premier League game yet has he I don't think he hasn't, he hasn't started he no I
0: mean early days but I presume we'll get a decent look at him this coming week in the Europa League
2: yeah but what party mm. does right what party does he, he He showed us at the weekend what we are missing yeah. when he's injured and it was so clear you know it was just that's so, why I think so the answer the
1: yeah, the answer to Josh's question is party. I think it's got to be. I, I just think he, yeah, I think he's a massive. I just don't think we've got, we've got Lakonga, Sambi, we've got, I mean, um, El Neni's injured, isn't he, at the moment? So I, I think party, we've got to completely hope that somehow he, he stays in the team um, as much as possible because he just he runs things.
2: Gets rid of the injuries. But I, I heard something or, or read something, it might have been on Twitter or something like that, but someone done a study on um, his time at Athletic. And he didn't oh, yes. get injured. He did not get injured at all at Athletic. He, he played. It's weird, isn't it? He played yeah. two thousand five hundred minutes per season, like 35, wow. 35 games. They'd bring him off uh, on seventy minutes, win, lose or draw. They'd bring him off, or he would t- uh, be a sub and he'd come on for thirty minutes or something like that. And they did it all the way through the season uh, wow. just to keep him fit. And mm. maybe, um, like maybe, maybe Arteta was going down that road trying to get Douglas Louise you know cuz yeah. cuz he's he's so he's so he's, he's so he's, he's so much involved in our game that we we've got to treat him we've got to put him in kid gloves and look after him as much as we possibly can and obviously we've got Sam beyond the touchline who's very smooth and and everything else yep. but he's another yep. one that we've got he's got to take his time to get into it isn't he you know so yeah uh, yeah, that, yeah you so. could be right Josh maybe maybe party is the one we've got to look after
1: I think so. We'll talk more about. I want to ask ask a question about Ben White um, and England uh, uh, in a minute. But first of all, we'll have a quick break. And we're back from the break. just going back to Ben White a bit. Obviously, he he's not in the England. He wasn't in the England squad um and partly i think that is due to him playing in this right sided position it's incredible to think isn't it the just i mean we should talk about saliba in a minute but saliba's brilliance has meant that ben white is keeping on the right side of the defence keeping out you know a uh, perfectly brilliant right back that we bought and um but consequently, it kind of means that because we're very strong in that position in, in England for England. That I don't think our Celtics can take him to the World Cup. Now, are you? Would you rather that he stayed behind and not get injured, and you know that be a good thing, or would you? Or would you? Do you think mentally he he, he needs the boost? He should go to, and it just by right should go and, and be in the England squad because he's a
0: brilliant player. Jeff, it's it's such an interesting one. No. Go on, Jeff. Or what do Josh, you even no. no, no well, on, Josh. I, I, I think. I, I think you, you nailed it. He is—he is, he would be in contention if he had been the one playing alongside Saliba at centre-back in this brilliant start that Arsenal have had to the season. I, I really think it, it would be the case. You only have to look at the recent squad. Um, uh, you know, I, I think if if Connor Cody and Mark Gay, I'm not even going to get onto the Harry Maguire situation because I think Southgate is not going to not pick someone who hasn't let him down. But if people like Cody and... Gay at Christopher so getting into England squad, then Ben White will feel that there's, you know, there's an opportunity there. But if he's playing at right back and hasn't had any game time at centre back, and Southgate doesn't feel that he can just suddenly expect him to play as a centre back for England, having not played there all season, well, he's not going to get in the England squad as a right back. I think we all have to hand on heart, except there's Already too many, you know, brilliant options that we we've got a right back. So he is a victim of the situation, but it's to his tremendous credit that he's keeping out Tommy Asu, a fit Tommy Asu who, yeah. you know, we we were really raving about. So you know he deserves deserves all the plaudits. Which uh, yeah, as I said, Ian Wright was was very keen to give him a match for day. It's amazing, Jeff, isn't it? That Harry Maguire is like
1: is just a must pick by Gareth Southgate, and he's not going to pick Ben White. I just think, you know, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> well, it, does, it is strange, but, you know, uh, but, uh, to, but, uh, you've got to give him credit. I don't think he's ever let us down in big tournaments, Harry Maguire. Um, but he's not playing for Manchester United at the moment. So you'd think that he's in the same kind of position as Ben White. I would pick Ben White over Harry Maguire all day long. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Uh, but I've got, I've, got, I've got a sneaky feeling that... Um, Gareth, is gonna he's gonna take Ben White anyway. Oh, really? He was just having, yeah. was just having a look at Conor Cody and the other lad to see if it would change his mind a little bit. I think, uh, I, I think he knows how Ben White is. He, he's very, he, you know, he's very versatile. He can play yeah. all across that back four really, and he can he can even he can even jump into midfield, and it might. I, I think you're right. I don't think he's going to get. I, I'm not sure he's going to get a, a, a starting chance at, at right back because there's so many of them there. Um, but I do think he will go in in the squad just because he can play all along that back floor. Mm. And he's, he's very versatile.
1: That's interesting because yeah, I mean, I hope I hope you're right. I just think uh, listening today to data on some various people discussing on um, Five Live and they were saying, "Oh, there's no way he's going to take him," and that was you know the Nations League squad. You know, was kind of pretty much, but. I, I I kinda of, I I I slightly no know what you mean. I think he might take him as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he knows what he's doing. But he being do selfish,
2: I'd rather he didn't go.
1: Right. Yeah. I think you see, I think I would rather he did. I, because even though we don't want it, I think it's brilliant for Arsenal and brilliant for a player to to be to go to the World Cup. Obviously yeah. you're always worried he's gonna be knackered and injured and all that, but I think it's such a massive psychological boost. Is mean, look at you know, look at all, all players that have that experience, I think. They grow from it, or generally they grow from it. Saka, for example, I mean Saka. I know you yeah. know he's like it's almost a joke how he plays every single game. And we we talked about how knackered he must be, but he, he doesn't look it at all. He's back. He looks as yeah. fresh and as and as um, vibrant on, against Spurs as he has done ever, ever for Arsenal. You know, I think part of that is all. And he's England Player of the Year. I mean, what a brilliant thing for him. So to, what an honor to be voted England Player of the Year. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Saliba, Josh, we should mention another, a Gallus. I know Gallus was talking about how he thinks Saliba's phenomenal. And it's almost interesting. Is that obviously, Gallus was a, was a legendary center back, but very different kind of player, very emotional, I would say, you know. Whereas Saliba is like Mr., he just stands there. The way he imperiously dealt with various situations surrounded by Son and Kane and all these Spurs players and he just literally kind of calmly calmly passed round them and then passed it out of defense. He is a fucking one of the most extraordinarily confident young defenders I've ever seen in Arsenal.
0: Yeah look we can't underestimate what what it means to have a you know a young French player who is part of the national team setup who has who has made seven appearances for France you know this year France are pretty much joint favorites let's say for the world cup he could very well be you know playing for the you know it's not inconceivable he could he could be a world champion in you know in, in a couple of months time yeah. um there were moments of the game where especially watching it back if the tottenham had better passes and been a bit more effective in the final third. We could have had a few slightly hairier situations, but for for a 21 year old, it is, I think, the most exciting defensive aspect. You know, we we've had in our squad for a, an awfully long time, and he's neat with his feet. And you know, of course, there was a little nutmeg in the in the Tottenham area, That's which sweet. is just joyful, especially when you're three one up and Tottenham are down to ten men, and you you know the the game is up um it's it's just amazing and uh yeah look he will be one of those players that does go to the world cup and you hope uh you know you, you for hope, someone, uh, only for, for some... only for good things from him but he's he's not alongside and i think gallas himself actually i uh, you know has, has made this point that he's a 21 year old he's not like he's alongside a 30 year old who's been there and done it he hasn't got Carvalho next to him to cite a a Chelsea um, example. He's got a 24-year-old in in Gabriel, who's you know, you know, not 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 the most experienced and oldest in centre-back terms. So for the two of them together to have had this start to the to the season uh, is. Yeah, hugely encouraging. In what it's feels so, like the most so, positive podcast we have ever done in our lives, Boyd, at the moment. Yeah, it's so
2: he's so very calm, isn't he? It's amazing the calmness and the, like you say, the you know the quietly confident um, man on the ball. He doesn't get flustered, and you know, um, and he, his positional sense is great. He's got great pace. But again, his it, it, positional sense. There's a couple of times Tottenham they just came, they, they came there just to, they parked the bus, didn't they? Really, There was very, very the d- deep block didn't really want to. They just wanted to catch us on the break. There was a couple of times where they, 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 they tried to flip it, uh, the long balls, yeah. But and there was him and Harry Kane and, and Saliba just went across him and just blocked him. Yeah, you know that it's, instead of just letting him run free. And the same with Son, he just ran across him and blocked him. You know, so it's, that's just he's got a lot of experience for such a young man if you get what i mean mm. he can read mm. the game really really well and um what we've got there is is amazing you know and, and i can only yeah. see if we can keep him uh, it'd be amazing you know but we've you know he's got to sign that contract for us but there's yeah, going to be a lot, of, a lot of teams that are going to be offering him big 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 money
1: i know i know he really reminds us this before, but even more than ever, uh, particularly in, on Saturday, Virgil van Dijk at his best. I know he Liverpool does. having a difficult season, but he's he just does. got that, just the way he stands there and the way he, kind his expression on his face, he's got like a kind of blank, just accept, he just seems to accept that he is going to be fine and he will deal with whatever is thrown at him in that very van dykean way. He just exudes confidence. And I think that well, it's, really- He's such a
2: good defender. A good defender will always- yeah. No matter what situation, if you're one-on-one one against a, a, a good defender, they'll always push you out. They'll always push you out yeah. to the away from the goal. It will never show you inside, and, and he, he does that. He does it all the time. He always just okay. You go out there and you try and get in behind us, but he's he's so good, and we've just got to, somewhere we've got you've got to sling the book at him and just say, well, how much do you want?
1: Oh gotcha. Yeah. yeah, completely. The one negative, his one slight tiny little Gabriel. I mean, the penalty um, lunatic. was lunatic. Good vote. There you go. He is with uh, he Gabriel is the one player, isn't he? I think in this A team, clearly, this is that team that played on Saturday. That is now we now know that's his preferred lineup, isn't it? And you know, all the all the players available were fit and he picked them all. And but Gabriel. Gabriel, I think, is the one player I have still have that kind of doubt that he's capable of a rash moment as he conceded that penalty and capable of. Is that on your notes? Yeah. I just, he is a slight, he is a worry for me, Gabriel. I love him. He seems like a lovely guy, all that, but he just seems, he, there's always one worry, isn't it? You have to have one player who you're like, he can he can be a bit of a fuck up, and he is, Gabriel. He's, he's Gabriel aggressive. Right
2: now. He's aggressive.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he's
2: a proper yep. defender, right? Yeah. Um, he, he, he's he's very emotional, right? But on the yes. head I yes. said he, he's, t- he's turning in, he's turning into prime granite jacker, right? When he was doing all <laughs> gosh, those crazy gosh. things, you know, he, he's, he's thirty seconds away from being booked or sent off if he would just calm down a little bit, you know, if he could just take yeah. a little bit from Saliva. Yeah. Right. but he's, again he's yes. very young he's very very young and uh, yeah. but he's raw yeah. and he's a you've he, won he, against one against him you, you know you're going to struggle so it, I, I think he'll, he'll he'll get around that and um it, 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 it'll improve as well but he does worry me sometimes
1: i wonder if Arteta Josh just might be tempted to you know bring bring in um white with saliba in the center you know, and bring Tommy Yasu back in maybe just to see if that's more, you know, it just can really clear out any worry of a mistake. I don't know. I'm maybe I'm being unfair to Gabrielle in that one moment.
2: No, he, he, that Aggressive dif- 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 defender. He's, he's, he's brilliant. He does do his job. And to be honest, sure. with that penalty, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him for that really. Um, uh, unfortunately, Chaka put him in that position with the with a bad first touch, you know, and he really couldn't do nothing about it. He, he lunged in, and I mean, mm-hmm. you know that Richarlison, is, he's going to dive. He should have read that. Uh, yeah,
1: but that was a foul, though. I think it was oh, a yeah, lunch. It was sure. a needless lunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a needless lunch. What do you think, Josh? Being too, being too harsh on Gabriel?
0: Well, definitely right to point out it was a unnecessary challenge. Uh moment of rashness that, um, you know, was was, was unnecessary. And at that point, got Tottenham completely back into the game and felt like it had done, done a huge yeah. amount of good work that Arsenal had done getting to, you know, what felt like a dominant first-half performance at, at times. But I can't see Arteta suddenly moving white across and putting Tomiyasu in um, while this run of form continues. He's obviously got the Europa League games to give game time, you know, to, to Tomiyasu and, uh, you know, many of the other players. I mean, you, you look at that bench and you also thought, hey, you know, Vieira's put in an incredible goal away at Brentford ahead of the international break. You know, really exciting performance. Even Marquinhos had, had looked very, you know, very lively in the Europa League game away in in Zurich. Uh, you, you think, you know, fair enough, solid with people like Samuel Conga and Kieran Tierney. You're just sort of looking at that bench and go, Hey, this is all right. You know, maybe this team can can do something this season and quite what something is 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 still unknown, but I know we're gonna get onto it. But we're favorites to beat Liverpool and that it seems an absurd sentence given yeah. what they've done over the last four or five years and what what Arsenal have done, but we we really are with the bookies. We are favourites to win the game. Yeah, yeah,
1: I saw that. Yeah, that, we'll get on. We will get onto that. We'll get on to that. Um, anything else we need to say about the game? Oh, the penalty. The, sorry, the sending off was. I mean, someone one of the commentators doubted it. I think maybe I don't know on match of the day. Maybe, uh, but. Uh, it was a penalty, wasn't it? I mean, it was a really, no, it was a sending off, it was a sending off, it was a nasty rake down that, down the side there of his leg, wasn't it? That, that was unpleasant. I've got to tell you, seeing it live and I
0: was oh, a lot yeah. closer than, than you were. I, yeah, that was right I, in your I, bit, I didn't yeah. see it. I, I, I didn't oh. see that that was going to be such a an obvious red just from um, seeing the challenge. But then sometimes what can happen on a football pitch is, is players' body language. Like the players know when there's been a bad one. And, you know, Saka was left in a heap on the floor and immediately the Arsenal players, you know, were were calling for something. So they'd seen what happened in maybe only a way that sort of players a matter of metres away can do. So um, that was really noticeable. And as soon as you felt like this is being checked then it was a red and that was one of you know the moments where it felt quite useful to have a screen directly in front of me that you know i was looking over his oh, nice. shoulder to see what yes. what he thought and what was going on i felt like uh, i had my own uh, my own little var room effectively to myself
2: yeah, on the TV, so we get- it was definitely, definitely a sending off, wasn't it? You know, it was, it yeah. was definitely, a, yeah. you know. I, I, but we, we get players
1: sent off for that all the time, regardless. Straight. Oh, we got, I mean, when Spurs beat us 3-0 last season. I mean, you know, I, mean, I you know, we got players sent off and that, that kind of ruined the whole game for us then. So, yeah, this felt like poetic justice that um, he definitely just should have been sent off. And quite rightly was, for sure. Yeah. Um, just a just just a glorious day. I, th- I think you're right. This is probably the most positive. And I think I'm now, I now think, I mean, Ian Wright was very funny. Wasn't he on match of the day when, when, um, the presenter was saying, you know, can you even start thinking about winning the league and all of that? And he was rightly saying, I just want to listen to it. Doesn't want to hear it. And I'm kind of the same, but as I, 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 I just yeah. feel like I are in such a good place now from, from, from the manager, the coaching staff, the young team, how young this team is, and what they can still, what they can go on to achieve. They're, they're even top of the top of the league at this point. It's a, it's insane that we're top of the league. By the way, when Man City scoring like eight goals every game, and they've got like the best striker in the history of the world ever, and we, and there's still a point behind us. It's insane. Um, so I think we've got to, we've just got to enjoy it as much as we can. And I just think this is what we dreamt of. I think we've been hoping for this. I'm not I'm not like for 15, 20 years. Go back to a squad this exciting a team playing this good football you're going back a long time for me now and it's almost like no it does feel like the whole Arteta out period and like we could lose three games in a row now and I don't think I certainly wouldn't be saying Arteta out and I think probably the vast vast majority of Arsenal, plan, Arsenal fans would give him time to sort whatever, whatever happens out you know, in the same way that now Liverpool fans, I'm sure, will, will allow their manager to sort out what the fuck's going on with them. He's just—he's clearly whatever he's doing is just working, isn't it? Like the the players we have bought, the the lineup, the formation, the attacking football. We relentlessly attacked Spurs. The confidence, to, you know, they're only like one yeah, point behind we us before them. the game. We strangled, we, strangled them. Didn't we totally dominated that game. Absolutely incredible. Um, Jesus had more touches in their penalty box than the entire Spurs team had in our penalty box. Stuff like that. You have to kind of revel in and the atmosphere or everything we're saying. It's extraordinary, the, the, the level of positivity at the club at the moment. Josh.
0: It is. And it goes further than just the, the stadium on a match day. I was with Perry Gross, one of my, my friends, obviously form, former Arsenal player who's still very close to the club. He was there with Talk Sport on uh, on Saturday doing part of their coverage. And and he does uh, what are called legends tours at, at the club, which people are probably familiar with. You see them advertised around the club. He was saying they have never been this busy. Like the numbers coming on their tours are like as bigger groups as, as they could possibly handle. They're having to do more tours. It just builds this whole positivity around the club, I'm convinced the club shop, I'm sure, is is selling more than it it normally would. Incidentally, I did put my daughter in an Arsenal shirt for the first time at the weekend in the Pinker away Pinker yeah. kit. But just the whole positive, Very I'm sure nice. people are coming to the ground um, a little bit earlier, maybe buying up a pint. The club are doing these offers to get people in the stadium earlier. I'm sure people are, are sticking around um, afterwards. The, the impacts being top of the league can have, is you know is is outrageous and you know long may it continue. I mean, ticket demand, um, <sighs> it, Jeff. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable, isn't it? I I've, honestly, you know, not, I've never uh, quite I've not seen known it.
2: anything like it for for fifteen years at least. Honestly, but uh, I've said it before. Arsenal, contrary to what people want to make you think, they are a very very popular football club. We're like a, we've gone back into that sleeping giant mode for the last. 10 years maybe, you know what I mean? Apart from the FA Cups. But we are a huge football club that are, uh, worldwide. And people are coming over again for, from everywhere trying to get a ticket. I've had people come through to me and DM me. Oh, I'm trying to get a ticket on this ticket exchange. There must be something wrong with it. I'm on there for hours and I can't buy one ticket. You can, You literally cannot find a ticket on the ticket exchange for any of the any of the Premier League games, you might you might nick one every now and again for uh, you know the 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 Europe the Europa League and stuff like that. But the the tickets are so so hard to come by; it's amazing, which
1: is a good but thing. I think, but I think a lot of that is not only due to I think the success. It's funny because there was a Spurs fan on on Five Live this evening. For some reason, they decided to have a Spurs fan from a podcast and not an Arsenal fan. And the Spurs fan, Arsenal's still living rent-free inside all Spurs fans' heads. And he was going on about how, you know, the amount of money we spent and the amount of time Arteta's had and how we should be in this position, you know. Like, it's like, well, like, well, you say that, but you've got one of the allegedly best coaches in the world and you're behind us, you know, (laughs) right. But I think we're way ahead. I mean, being top of the league at this stage of the season still with, you know, Man City playing as they are, I think we're way ahead of par. And I think we're doing, and it's the way we play football. When you have players like Saka and Martinelli and Jesus being so positive and the dribbling and the incessant pressure they put on and just their skill. I think this that's why th- there's such a demand to watch Arsenal, because we're really, really good to watch. Brilliant Jonathan Liu wrote, a brilliant article in The Guardian, which I tweeted about saying how much more fun it is to be an Arsenal fan right now than to be a Spurs fan, yeah. because they yeah. are playing quite tedious functional football and um you know it's very effective and you know they may well who knows in the end they may well finish above us again you know the nightmare could happen it could anything can happen you know but i just feel I'm, i'm i'm i don't really care right now because we're playing such good football and there's such a feeling of positivity about the club that you just have to you just have to rejoice in it don't you
2: I just think that Conte's. Honestly, I think he's a Mourinho mark too. Um, do you, do you, the yeah. way they play, uh, it's, it's that boring, laborious um, counter-attacking team. But you know, if you, if you study it, uh, any decent team, any decent coach that studies it, there's there's a way around it. You know, you can you could yeah. work on it and you can beat yeah. it. Oh uh, sure. Because if it doesn't work, they look terrible.
1: He, Whereas yeah. I mean, Arsenal, we almost fell into. I agree with you. We almost felt there was a period, as Josh mentioned, when we conceded the penalty. There was that twenty-minute period where, we yeah, when we fell into their trap, and they, and and it and it seems working. But I still think, in the end, free-flowing attacking football is going to beat that Correct. method, 100%. out of the way we play it, and that is really exciting and really interesting. And I just think if it, if it, the, the whole atmosphere um, around the club and around the team has, has hasn't been this good for decades, literally decades. So I'm not it's getting amazing. carried away. I mean, I won't get carried away, but. It's pretty fantastic right now. But we have to uh, predict what's going to happen in that. game. We're playing Bodo Glimt on Thursday, who won 4-1 at the weekend. they beat been in the Norwegian League 4-1. They're second in the league to Mulder at the moment, um, doing pretty well. They're 15 points behind Mulder, it must be said. Um, and their stadium are going, Josh, to the 8,300-seater stadium in, uh, in um, Bodo.
0: You can't get a ticket for it. Well, no, I know. Yeah, I mean it's four um, hundred odd tickets. I think there was discussion amongst my few of my friends, but it's a very difficult place to get to. It's two flights, I believe. I think there was only indirect yeah. flights options. I did message you about it, Boyd. I think when the draw. Yes. Um, was done. Had you and Dermot been, you know, hiring a private Pink plane, J. I'd have I'd have been jumping on it with you, but um sadly it didn't seem to come to fruition. I think you're you're saving that for the round of sixteen, maybe Boyd.
1: A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. Well in yes. the new year, yeah, we'll 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 definitely we'll go with the wild European. We'll, trip, all yeah. go. we'll all go. Um
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean Boda obviously have had the two games, you know, Arsenal, PSV, um only only one. So we've got um, you know, a bit of cash up to do. Uh, look, what 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 can what can you possibly say? I I can't pretend that I know huge uh, detail on on Bodo. I think Arsenal showed against Zurich that they are not putting out a complete team of kids in this tournament. There is going to be a, yeah. a real mix. Um, as
1: predicted by me, by the way. It,
0: of course, uh, yeah. of course. But I think what's um, what we've already spoken about how important it is to win the group save yourself two fixtures, um, in the later stages of, of this competition. And look, what well, can I tell you? I, yeah, uh, I expect apparently Arsenal, apparently, Arsenal should win all these games.
2: Apparently they're no mugs they're, you know, no. they, 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 have won a lot of games. Uh, I think they beat Roma last year away. I think they, they drew, drew a PS, PSV. Um, uh, so I don't think they're, I don't think they're no mugs. So let's not be surprised if it's a tough game.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And especially in the tiny stadium that their, their fans will be on it when they've got a brilliant logo. By the way, Bodo Glimpse. If you if you look, Google it on on um, Wikipedia. Fantastic, like typographic design of the big G, the Glimpt, the, the Bodo nineteen sixteen. It's amazing. I you know, just just mentioning. It. What do you think the score's going to be, Jeff?
2: Um, I just think we'll have enough for them. I think we'll I think we'll win two one.
1: Two one. You no. going, Boyd? Are you are you going on Thursday? No, no, no. Sadly, not. No how come? I, um, uh I've got a prior engagement. Yeah. A big film premiere I'm going
0: to Yeah, the London Film Festival. I'll
1: be there. To be honest, I know it's disappointing, you
0: know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting that you put that before <laughs> Arsenal. Um yeah, no I'm I'm immensely looking looking forward to it. I, I would go 2-0 um to Arsenal, but it's a sellout, isn't it, boy? And and that again is great because Mm. That hasn't been the case with all the European fixtures. Um, so to to have a sellout for these group games is yeah. you know fantastic. Every game
2: sold out. Every game.
0: Yeah. And Incredible. we should mention the the women's crowd of forty seven thousand. I think over oh yeah, 50, tickets actually sold. That's also totally extraordinary and great to see Arsenal at the forefront of of you know breaking those kind of records.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to win two uh, one. Uh, I don't know why I think it'll be close, so close but yeah I think too we'll much let you know the score close, but <laughs> yeah I might even yeah it's fine I'm, I'm going to record it and try and not know the result in that in the Lightning Lad style it'll be good um, then the big one on Sunday Jeff this yeah. is interesting the Liverpool really fucking need to win this game don't they I mean they are they are What's having a, a nightmare are
2: we, are we 12 are we 12 at the moment in front of them 13 11. or something
0: like that 11 they're on 10 How points 11 we're on twenty-one.
2: Yeah, wow. eleven points. I mean, you know, it's that's amazing. I would never have seen that coming. Um, I just think we're too powerful for them. We've got to play exactly the same way. Strangle them. Um,
1: I agree. Yeah,
2: we just got to keep on playing the same way. Uh, I mean, even that Man United game where we got a beat at, we we was just we should have won that game. I, you know, I'm so disappointed that we. We, we should have yes. definitely won that game. We just we went a little bit crazy. Uh, and, and I'm glad we didn't do that against Tottenham, you know, uh, because the same could have happened. Similar, similar type of setup that they had. But Liverpool will be doing the same thing, I think. They'll be trying to uh, just hitting us on the break. But if we strangle them yeah. and put too much pressure on them, I don't think Matip's any good. I think Trent can't defend for Toffy. Uh, I don't know who they got playing left back. I don't know whether uh, Robertson's back there or not. If we press them Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah.
2: yeah. If we really, really press them and keep doing what we're we're a different team this season than we were last season by fifty percent, you know. So I think we've got we've got all the tools there now, ready to really have a go at them. I am going to say 2-0. Mm, wow. Well.
0: Josh. Wow, it's so tough because you know, despite the form that they've been in, they've got some you know, top players, and they have shown this season they can score goals. They're just conceding them. Mo Salah looks just not not quite the same level as he was at, for for whatever reason. and Perhaps hasn't been for large chunks of large chunks of 2022. Something about this still makes me think there's Liverpool who got a point to prove, and I I I'm think a draw, one all actually.
1: Yeah, I think a draw. Just I'll correct myself. Simicat is actually playing a um, right back at the moment. Sorry, you're right, Jeff. Um, uh, I think I think defensively, clearly, like yeah, I agree about Matip dodgy. We, we should definitely attack. I think it'll be you really interesting. You got to press game. him. You got to yeah, press him. I yeah, even
2: think the goalkeeper's got a mistake in him as well.
1: Man, yeah, maybe. So have we though? I think it'll be. I think I'm going two all, um, which I think was my prediction for the Spurs game. But luckily, I was wrong. But it's going to be fascinating, isn't it? Absolutely fascinating. Um, Jeff, as ever, absolute joy to have you on. And Josh, as ever, thanks for everything. Um, And here's to the little ball boy, whoever he was, who wouldn't give the ball back to the Spurs players on Saturday. See you next week. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at PlaybackMedia.co. .uk
2: Sports Social Podcast Network